Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. No matter who you are, there are going to be times when you find yourself in trouble. And the question that I want to ask you at this time is this. Do you have a helper? Because if you have been redeemed by God's grace, experienced that eternal redemption through the blood of the Son of God, then God has entered into a covenant with you and you with him. And the Bible says that he will be a help for us. We don't have to go through these difficult times by ourselves. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms and Psalm 107. The book of Psalms and Psalm 107. Now, this psalm begins with a very familiar verse. This scripture is seen in many different places, and it tells us about how we should respond to God's grace. And how do we respond? With thanksgiving. Look with me, as I said, to Psalm 107 and verse 1, where it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Now, why is God good? He has a perfect will for your life. And it's because God is good and his will is good that we should be thankful to him. And we are obligated, if we're in that covenant relationship with him, to testify publicly, to announce with thanksgiving that God is good. And another aspect of his goodness is seen in this last part of the verse where it says, For ever is his grace. So God's grace Some will say mercy, but it's better translated as grace. His grace is forever. It's eternal. Now, I would suggest to you that this word for eternal is a kingdom word. I've shared with you many times that one of the ways that that the kingdom is expressed in Judaism is with the phrase olam haba, meaning the coming world. And we see here that this word for eternal can also be referring to not just all of time or time without end, but also all of space, all of God's creation. And what we see is that God's grace is inherently connected to his kingdom. What does that mean? It means that if you are not a recipient of God's grace, you are not going to experience the kingdom. Those who reject God's grace, unaware of it perhaps, never thought about it. Those individuals without receiving God's grace, and what does his grace lead to? Well, his grace, as we'll see in a moment, leads to redemption. So if you are without God's grace, you are without redemption, and therefore an unredeemed people 
is a hopeless people one who will indeed experience god's eternal judgment can we say that differently god's eternal torment that's where they're heading and they're heading there because they did not seek god even though god has revealed himself to them in two different ways first of all through the fact that we can witness that god is creator we look at this world and we see a world that obviously did not come about randomly or by chance that's a lie science doesn't support that don't believe what people tell you when we look at creation we see there is an order we do not see randomness but we see a mind that put things into motion and had a purpose there is a reason for everything that is happening in nature it's not by chance it is not what other people say that that false term mother nature no it is father god that is the author and the one who will bring about creation into its fullness by means of redemption now the second way that we should know that there is a god not just that he has created all things but the scripture says and let me be very specific the book of romans chapter 1 and verse 9 it says that god has put it in every person's heart that god exists that is everyone who is born they have a conscience and that conscience knows that god exists so when people don't want to seek god when the person says there is no god they are lying to themselves inwardly they know that this is not the case every atheist is a liar he knows that god is he simply doesn't want to submit to god's authority now i made mention that if you reject god's redemption you are without hope when you say no to the grace of god this mercy this forgiveness this opportunity to be reconciled to him when you reject this you are heading for eternal torment eternal sorrow and a fear that will never dissipate but only grow worse look now to verse verse 2 it speaks about geule hashem what does that mean the redeemed ones of the lord so he says and that's the subject the ones who have been redeemed by the lord it says they will say those who he has redeemed them from and notice this he has redeemed them from trouble now i realize that some bibles will say that he's done so from the enemy and this word has to do with trouble and there's a source of that trouble and it is the enemy but notice if we deal with it as simply trouble in a general sense or trouble that comes specifically from an enemy it's the same solution we need to recognize that we belong to god and god as the scripture is going to tell us will indeed help he will get involved in our life for a positive experience but here again that's only if we have entered into a covenant with him and what covenant is available to us 
Well, Jeremiah answers that question in Jeremiah chapter 31 when he speaks about a new covenant, and that new covenant is a kingdom covenant. What does that new covenant produce? Forgiveness. Forgiveness from all of our sins. And what's the outcome of that? That promise gives each believer an absolute assurance because my redemption let me say it another way my being in the kingdom of god is not dependent upon me it's dependent upon his work of redemption when did he do that work on passover how did he do it he laid down his life where did he do that on the cross and therefore i can have assurance because god raised his son from the dead signifying that that work of redemption was pleasing to god it fulfilled god's purpose why god sent his son into this world so if we are the redeemed of the lord therefore we can say with all assurance that he has redeemed them those covenant people from the hand of evil or the hand of that evil one the one who wants to afflict and trouble us look at verse 3 and from the lands he has gathered them up from the east from the west from the north and from the south now i would suggest to you that this passage is a a kingdom psalm meaning the benefits of redemption are going to be realized in his kingdom and god has promised for those who belong to him through being a recipient of his grace (laughs) what can we expect god's going to gather us up and notice it says from the east from the west from the north and from the sea or south and what do we know it's an idiom doesn't matter where we are god is going to find us because he's our redeemer he is going to fulfill redemption and what is the fulfillment of redemption a kingdom experience so i can have absolute assurance i through the sufficiency of the cross i know i'm going to be in the kingdom of god not dependent upon me it's dependent upon what he has done for his covenant people and if we receive it how do we receive it by faith as it says here with thanksgiving believing in the promises of god we should have an absolute assurance he's going to gather us up into that kingdom doesn't matter where we are in the east in the west the north the south he is going to gather us look at verse 4 they that wandered or gone astray that's literally what this word means to go astray and it says here that his people had done just that they had went astray where in the wilderness in and it uses a word here for a place of of desolation a place of of death a place where there's nothing to provide for life so instead of walking with god listening to god obeying god instead of that what happened to the people they went astray what does that mean they went their way they made their own decisions they did not rely 
upon the revelation of god so they found themselves in that difficult place in that place of desolation and it goes on here that that the way that they were traveling on this desolate way they did not find it says they did not find a city moshav moshav in modern hebrew it's a sit seat it's a place where you can sit down and here they found no dwelling place here's the message if we're making our own decisions going our own way we are not going to find and this word for moshav a dwelling place is connected to rest we're not going to find god's provision we're not going to find his rest we're not going to find what he has for us he wants us to be recipients of that but we have to depend upon him we have to listen to him we have to follow him and again we go astray by listening to ourselves or the satanic propaganda that that this world is full of verse five now again when we go on that desolate pathway what's going to be the outcome look at verse five Reivim. what's that to be hungry in a excessive way hunger in abundance meaning really really hungry and not only hungry it also says thirsty so they became hungry ones and thirsty ones where in the soul that is in them and what happened because of this inward lacking see they don't have god's provision because they went their way they rejected his word they rejected his revelation and they found themselves hungry and thirsty inwardly in their soul that's literally what it says and what happened to them look at the end of verse 5 hit a tough they fainted they weren't able in their own strength to move forward to go on now if we're going to persevere if we're going to endure if we're going to get to that right place that place of rest that dwelling place that god has for us we have to trust him we have to walk with him we have to rely upon him and we have to seek his truth and apply that truth to our life when we don't what are we going to be doing look at verse 6 and they cried out to the lord in trouble now this is a word for for anxiety that which is full of pressure it's literally the word for narrow and it's related to the root word for egypt egypt was a place of affliction a place of suffering a place of of affliction stress being pressed together and that's what this verse says look again they cried out to the lord in trouble that was to them and from the distress and this is in the plural from the distressful things what did god do yet he saved them what did it take crying out to him seeking him and god will move to bring about this this reconciliation even when we did the wrong thing listened to ourselves went astray god is good 
he is forgiving he is merciful what we need more than anything else is that covenantal relationship once we are in that covenantal relationship and again that new covenant that's ratified with the blood of messiah once we're in that type of covenant we can have confidence that god's not going to let go of us he's not going to forsake us he is going to do what it says here he will save us that word deliver us it is the same word in modern hebrew where we get a lifeguard from and let me ask you a question a lifeguard can he in his position just see someone out there drowning and say you know i'm not going to do anything i i don't want to or i don't like that person and i'm just going to stay here and watch that person die can a lifeguard do that he wouldn't be a lifeguard very long he is required he has a contract and therefore he must respond and when we have a covenant with god god will respond it's not that he has to he wants to why he loves us and that covenantal relationship will be the instrument that will bring god's love and god's response god's help and it says here he will deliver them and not just that look on to verse 7 it says and he will guide them in the straight way now earlier when we look at this there was at the end of verse 7 there was that way of of desolation but what is god going to do he's going to guide them in the straight way to walk where well notice how the scripture's unfolding see we need to remember what it says in verse 4 that they went astray therefore they did not find a habitation they did not find rest but when god leads them they're on a straight way and they walk to a city and that next word moshav a city of habitation where they will find god's provision for them and what should be our response to that well very similar to the first verse where it says they will give thanks to the lord why because of his grace and not only his grace but notice what else niflotav his wondrous work those wondrous deeds that god does for his people for who Livne adam for humanity but again all of humanity no those who have that covenantal relationship with him when we have grace and we receive that we can be assured that that grace that we have received is going to bring god's activity into our life look if you would to verse 9. here it says that he is going to to do something for the the he has satisfied the flesh what type of of excuse me satisfied the soul and what type of soul a longing or a soul that's full of desire so we have that word nephesh which is the soul and it says this soul that has desire that's longing we could understand this as empty and what does the scripture say he is going to satisfy it. literally it's in the past tense 
for he has satisfied that longing soul that hungry soul and some would say because hungry here this word for longing is a thirsty soul just like we saw earlier in the study of psalms when we talked about that deer that's thirsty that gets to the water longs for that that's what we see here a thirsty a soul that is parched desiring to be filled and what does god do it says look at the end of verse nine malay tov he has has filled it up with what tov what's tov goodness now realize that word good and i've said this many times it is related to the will of god so i'm living a life i said wow my life is empty i'm longing for this don't have it i want this don't have it i have problems no solution well what is that telling me yes god is going to help me but until i desire his will we're not going to see much of his activity it's only when i say god i want to be in your will and not just be in your will but do your will when we have that objective and where does it begin sometimes we just have to say god i am so confused i i want to do your will i want to be in your will but i have no idea what that means so god will you please help me will you give me your revelation whatever you teach me god i'm going to do i'm going to obey that i'm going to be observant of of your instructions god will speak god will direct god will lead us this is his promise but we need to have a commitment a sincere commitment to his will verse 10. the ones that dwell darkness now it doesn't say in darkness it says Yoshve the dwellers of darkness and also the shadow of death now the imagery is so important here here are people and they dwell they're going through dark times and the shadow that that is coming towards them is the shadow of death and they feel like they are in the next phrase asire ani that is they have been been bound to affliction they are and this word can mean prisoners of affliction and notice that last word barzel barzel is is iron and what it's saying here and this probably refers to like iron chains they have been bound to trouble affliction suffering and and they have been bound but god's able to bring about a change and before we talk about that change why are they in that situation well the scripture tells us look at verse 11 because they have rebelled what did they rebelled against Embraer, the words of god and the counsel of the most high they have despised and it's a very very strong word now they have found themselves in bondage in affliction being bound binded to affliction all of that why because god's counsel his words they have despised 
Let me ask you, does that describe you? See, there are people, and I heard one say very, very loudly, this person was was affirming her commitment to a, a lifestyle that isn't what God allows, isn't what God desires. In fact, God says it's an abomination. And this person says, listen, I am a follower of the Messiah. And I'm telling you, these things are okay. Well, these are individuals that despise the revelation of God. What's their problem? They do not agree with God. And when we do that, what's going to happen? We are going to find that that eventually we are going to be enslaved by what? That false belief. That 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 despising the truth of god and wanting to make decisions for ourselves verse 12. it says here and this is the same word where we get the the term cana or canaan the land of canaan and that word means to submit it's a word of of bowing down and notice they're going to be brought to submissiveness how in labor now this is very similar to the children of israel in egypt they were turning further and further away from god if you read the talmud it doesn't mean it's right but i think when we compare what is said in the book of exodus we can agree with it and that is that the people in goshen weren't getting more holy weren't becoming faithful in fact what the talmud says is that they were decreasing in spirituality and becoming more and more corrupt more and more defiled and what did god do he brought them to submissiveness how well we have this word here amal which is work labor they had to work so hard and because of that it was was difficult to their heart and they did what they they stumbled they failed and there was for that moment no helper now i began by saying this if you've experienced redemption you have a helper but notice the context if indeed this psalmist is speaking about the children of israel in egypt they hadn't experienced that redemption yet so redemption was something for foreign this was before the passover and therefore because they were an unredeemed people at that time that they did not have help and remember what the scripture says they cried out they cried out they cried out and there was silence god did not respond for a long time and it was only because of two women these two hebrew midwives that feared god more than pharaoh they acted in faith they demonstrated a fear of the lord and that brought about a change what does it say look at verse 13 same verse that we've read earlier this is the third time they cried out to the lord why because of trouble literally it says they cried out to the lord but sir in trouble 
the trouble that was to them and because of their distress and again (laughs) it's in the plural because of their abundant distress and what did he do well earlier when we looked at this verse if you go back to the end of verse verse six remember we talked about that lifeguard this one it says that god saved them or literally delivered them or rescued them but now we have a different word all the words are the same up until the last one where it says yoshi m this is the same word that the name yeshua or jesus is derived from and here it does indeed say he saved them and remember that word saved is related to victory we could easily translate it he gave to them victory but again if you don't have that covenantal relationship with him if you're not a recipient of god's grace if you haven't approached him in faith then he's not your savior then he's not going to help you they before redemption they had no helper but now after redemption they do and this help is going to bring about victory in their life look at verse 14. he brought them out from darkness that's where they were earlier and from the shadow of death he also did something else their bonds and this is chains what did he do he broke literally it's a word for he simply disconnected them and god can do that in a moment just read for example acts chapter 12 when peter was in prison and bound to two guards and in the deepest cell way in the center of the prison and there was these gates and iron doors and such none of that was a problem for god and that's what this scripture is saying to us and what should our our response be to a god who brings us out it's a word of deliverance being set free from darkness and from the shadow of death and one who breaks the the chains that have bound us well look at this same verse they will give thanks to the lord and his mercy or his grace literally it says give thanks to the lord he is gracious and his wondrous deeds what has he done he's done that for humanity now literally it's the sons of men but sons simply mean in this case a a human being god does that for humanity but again you have to be in that covenant you have to be that recipient of his grace as it says here his grace verse verse 16 for he has broken those bronze doors and the bars what type of bars iron bars he has cut now again all of this is imagery that people have been placed for example in a dungeon there are these big heavy bronze doors and they're locked we have a word here which means a bar an iron bar that you put down it's hard to break iron and this is what it's saying but for god he's able to break it he's able to cut that iron and therefore when we listen to him 
he's going to move in our life but if we don't look at verse 17. foolish ones walk on the way and what's the outcome when they walk foolishly on their way they are going to experience transgression it says their transgressions and their their iniquity will do what will cause them to be afflicted so we make a choice i'm either going to be submissive to god's instruction i'm going to seek his revelation i'm going to be someone that wants god's influence in my life and therefore i'm going to submit to his leadership his guidance and god's going to move me into a place of rest i'm going to experience his provision his goodness but but if i don't if i am foolish what does foolish mean if i believe in myself if i think that i can can handle my own life that i can make my own decisions if that's you you are behaving and thinking very very foolishly so don't be foolish don't experience transgressions and iniquities but walk according to the instructions of god and execute righteousness look at verse 18. all food you your your or their soul abhorred and they they arrived unto the gates of death now when we are foolish we are going to find ourselves in transgression and iniquity therefore god's provision what he gives to us as food what does it say here well though all that food that he's going to provide their soul is going to abhor it why because they don't recognize it for for what it is they can't see god's provision and they reject it and in doing that they arrive where unto the gates of death but god's so good look at verse 19 same verse they cry out to the lord in the trouble that was to them and because of their distress and again distresses in the plural what does he do he will save them same word that we encountered last time at the end of verse 13. god through his mercy through his grace through that new covenant he even when we behave foolishly god is going to move to bring a change into our life to cause us to repent in order that we can find victory his victory in our life notice what he does verse 20. he will send his word now i'm looking at the hebrew text and underneath the hebrew text i have other hebrew words that that help us understand the intent of the the bible language because the bible language is a little bit different than the hebrew that is spoken today so we simply have here yishlach devaro he will send his word but here it's interesting because underneath where it says his word underneath it says his charge meaning his command so if we are going to find help 
we need to respond to the instructions of god we need to put his instructions into life why well when we do that what can we expect he tells us and he will heal them and he will bring about and this word is deliverance or it's a word of escape they will he will escape cause them to escape from what from the pits now some bibles will simply say from corruption and it is related to that word corruption it's also a word that's related to destruction and we see here corruption will lead if it's not dealt with to utter destruction but god wants to give them a way out he wants to deliver them he wants them to be able to flee to escape from their corruption and what should we do well here again same verse give thanks to the lord he is gracious so give thanks to the lord because of his grace and his wondrous deeds that he does for who for humanity but again only those who are in a new covenant relationship only they are going to experience experience ultimately god's favor and god's deliverance ultimately from all things one more verse and we'll conclude here we have a verse that speaks of worship look at our last verse verse 22 next week we'll complete psalm 17 but we're going to stop at the end of verse 22 where it says they will sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving when when you are a recipient of god's grace you are going to see how faithful and loving god is you're going to see that because you're going to experience that and the outcome is that you are going to worship god and you are going to be thankful you are going to have sincere gratitude if you were to ask me what over the last uh, three five years what what spiritual change has happened to me i would say that i have grown in being grateful for having sincere appreciation for god and and recognizing more and more his help his his insight that he shares to help me make god honoring decisions but where does it begin with the desire and a confession god i want to honor you i want to please you i want to live a life that is praiseworthy that that honors and glorifies you that fulfills your purposes when that happens god is going to move in your life you are going to have a discernment this isn't me this is god or this is god's provision through someone else and that's why they are going to sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and they're going to tell his deeds his actions how bay rena which is with shouts and the implication is shouts of joy psalm 107 a great psalm and we're going to complete it next week when we see god revealing more truth to us to encourage us 
to walk with him to trust him and to be thankful because god is a god worthy of our thanksgiving i'll close with that until next week shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website loveisrael.org there you will find articles and numerous other lectures by baruch these teachings are in video form you may download them or watch them in streaming video until next week may the lord bless you in our messiah yeshua that is jesus as you walk with him shalom from israel Thank you.